Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. far and we're also wherever you are (laughs) what a great way to start this episode that's just it's how we do it this is how we do it actually this is (laughs) this is how we do it you know what if this podcast just became us referencing 90s jams (laughs) Then I really two thousands jams. I would say that I had trained my whole life <laughs> for this. Then I've I've never been more prepared in my life for anything. Yeah, I would say I would argue that the only thing that I had prepared more for in my life would be specifically the Spice World movie <laughs> because of yeah. how much I have watched it, uh-huh. or like. 2000s Food Network TV shows. Oh, yeah. What a pristine era of content. I am incredibly well-versed. Yeah. When I went back home for the holidays, um, my brand of going home culture is we watch a lot of trashy reality television shows, mm-hmm. mostly Food Network, like harmless trashy, like Food Network, yep. uh, Price is Right, all of those weird morning game show type nonsense. Yep. And like everybody loves Raymond. Like that's the junction. <laughs> that's that's the whole oeuvre. <laughs> yes. But like watching like guys grocery games <sighs> over the holidays was maybe the worst thing I've ever experienced. Um, and I just wished I want those like cake competitions. I want the str- like I want that. I agree. Genre, that few year period of time that was perfect no I agree nothing really brought me like I think I'm still chasing the high of the (laughs) first time that I saw Rachel Ray carry an arms full of of just like produce and shit from the fridge to her countertop and I was like wow that's what empowerment really looks like (laughs) yeah yeah. Instead of just the two steps that it took her <laughs> and just like, instead of just taking two trips, she was just like, nope, I'm just going to fill up all of my arms as if she's got like more than two. Yeah. All the way up to her chin. <laughs> just an absolute audio nightmare for the people in the back. Just Absolutely. the amount of plastic against her mic and just an absolute mess but it was a true a true heightened and stressful moment in the early 2000s i think that explains a lot about how most of us carry our groceries now absolutely (laughs) which is fuck more than one trip oh for sure stop 
I don't want to be able to feel my fingers when I get back into my apartment. <laughs> I want to be able to saw my arms clean off after that <laughs> and not even flinch. What is circulation even? I don't know her. I don't know her. But do you know what I do know is EVOO. Thank you, Rachel Ray. <laughs> um welcome to into the twilight a show not about food network Um, unless unless (laughs) you want it to be in which case we will be bought um (laughs) but uh instead uh, about all the things that we love with a splash of italian twist because hi i'm here (laughs) uh cody how the hell are you doing I'm doing okay. We're back in the closet, dude. It's been a Ooh. minute since I locked myself in the closet <laughs> to record Ooh. a podcast. Welcome um, to the I'm space. realizing all of the shit that I have shoved in here since the last time I was in here. <laughs> so we're in a little bit of a cramped situation, but it's great. The sound just got is some friends? good. Right. Just got a lot of boxes. I just like, instead of taking them down, I just shoved them in my already small closet. Just got some pals. Yeah. We're going to get some cardboard ASMR. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just do a little fictionalized ASMR set for you. (laughs) I work at a UPS store and I'm braiding your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Instead of a glass box, you're just going to make us a really, like, really scratchy cardboard box. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to use a box cutter and just stab it across the box for Jesus. like 30 minutes. That's my ASMR. Oh my god. Just pure nightmare sounds. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. We're just going to be really terrified about how poorly you can cut a box. <laughs> yeah. They're honestly more worried for my safety than theirs. Yeah. Are they going to hurt themselves? Maybe. Who knows? You made a choice by clicking on this video, so. The thing that made me the most nervous when I was incredibly, not like incredibly young, but how young I was getting my first job um, Mm -hmm. working retail was just how willing retail jobs are to give very young, out of high school, like, inebriated kids (laughs) box cutters. And they're just like, go wild. (laughs) We trust you. This is fine. We're not going to teach you how to use these incredibly sharp tools, but just have fun. Yeah. We don't, you don't need your fingers. Just go loose. Have fun. The amount of times I found just like loose blades from the box cutter just (laughs) strewn about um, at my retail establishment. Like there, there are kids here often. And also kids working here most of the time. This is not great. It's not a great look. Just like, hello, new retail employee. We know that you texted through the incredibly outdated and cheesy 30-minute safety presentation that was on (laughs) a 2001 DVD player. Um, Now that you feel incredibly well-versed in every sort of safety protocol, please use this dull and now incredibly dangerous box cutter (laughs) to go slice through all of your fingers have fun have a blast (laughs) have a blast also we're all vampires so the soon as you nick your finger you (laughs) will die 
<laughs> Ooh, I love this just like fan fiction you're writing off the dome here. That's very That's fun. true. You are yeah. all willing to now take that IP and write. And there's an easy Fifty Shades crossover there with the hardware store. Oh, we that's true. We can make God. Layers. 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 It's all there. Yeah. How the fuck are you, dude? Oh my god, thank you so much for asking. I love I, this, like, 2020 improvement. I, I, I ask you. I can't believe. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good? I don't, I'm good. Uh, I'm breaking apart. I don't know. Um, I, my life is in shambles. What are you gonna say? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, I just made the mistake of opening my Twitter app um, and realizing <laughs> that uh, a very famous pop star um, that I am not a personal fan of has the same disease that I have, um, which is very interesting, Ooh. which, like, it sucks, you know, because, right. like, I would never wish that on him. Um, but now he's, like, on a soapbox, like, talking about it, um, which is very interesting. Right. Wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, but now it, I, like, feel bad. For him because everyone was like talking shit about his appearance and you know that like sucks or whatever um yeah. also in my neck of the woods there's like sniff or whatever which is cool um so my yearly time of like falling on my ass will probably happen because it usually happens with ice <laughs> and there's it's snow coming. coming it's coming i can feel it in my bones <laughs> folks it is coming <laughs> You, I, I wish you could just like you would have like a body cam on or something that's just constantly <laughs> filming for when it finally does happen, which will be soon, and it will happen. It could just <laughs> start filming and send an immediate like push notification to all of our patrons, like right. alert. <laughs> Allie has fallen. She done did it. <laughs> she, she whiffed it. <laughs> she did and her annual fall on the ice and yeah every bone in her body and everyone just sends a collective like punch into the air of like yes <laughs> it happens it's the moment you've all been waiting for yeah yeah so there's snow Think of all the meme potential you know what i mean that's true that's true so we're here this is your solace from the world's uh crashing and burning yeah and stuff. um i would be lying if I said that I was not looking forward to this in part because I was like, oh, hey, uh, the world's a trash fire. Let's do something Yay. to not think about it for a while. I also, this is an update that's literally not about anything that we talked about on this podcast, but I set a time alert on my phone, like a screen time for Twitter for the first time. Ooh, very brave. And I'm, like, trying to listen to it when it's like, hey, don't go on Twitter anymore because you said you don't want to do that. Right. And I don't want to get all, like, on my soapbox, but <laughs> yeah, not inundating myself with bad stuff. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's like... Kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who would have thought? Interesting. Hi. Hmm. I don't know that I'll stick to it because right. I seem to crave it. Right. 
because I love punishment. Because I like to see somehow like make myself feel bad for stuff that I can't control. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, doing trying the, a new little thing. Trying a thing of like it's called like I don't know. Some people say it's called like self care. Ooh. Okay. I don't know. 2020, we're manifesting, baby. <laughs> Something about, like, I talked to the talk, and now I'm, like, doing it? Whoa. I don't know. Whoa. We'll need to report back. <laughs> we'll be but. checking in every week. Yeah. We'll see. Don't you worry. I won't get my hopes up, you know? <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. So, um, we've got some actual news about the stuff that we actually do on the show. What? Which is talk about things that aren't us. Because can <laughs> you imagine? That would be boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> First off, for our current events, we got some Robert news Batman on the space. news. It's I Batman. <laughs> Oh, I wish that stuff. I wish that there was an actual theme song for Batman. Yeah, only. Nope. (laughs) But I like I like the one that you are coming up with. They should almost like reach out to you to do. Yeah, I am extremely for hire. So (laughs) can be bought. I so quickly can be bought. Morals out the door. Can be bought for a hoagie. (laughs) <laughs> do you remember but, that that tiktok audio about um the popeye's chicken sandwich that was like oh my, oh, my <laughs> my bounty is one popeye's chicken sandwich a hard to find <laughs> sandwich for a hard to find bitch <laughs> oh my god i earned so much cred Yesterday, when I was talking to my kids um, about TikTok memes, and I told them that my favorite right now is the weighted blanket meme (laughs) going around, and my kids were talking about how they did that over break, and it was very good. I earned some, like, major points. Quick PSA, don't fucking throw your weighted blanket over (laughs) your head. (laughs) Please, God. Don't, but it's also very funny. (laughs) Gotta stop. I I love watching them do it, but don't do it. I've seen people fall down stairs. Like that one was so funny. The one with the uncle. Oh my god, I died. Oh, oh anyway, my god. Batman. Robert. Anyway, Batman. There's some new photos from the filming of the Batman. They're so blurry. They are the shakiest <laughs> fucking things I've ever seen. It looks like the person took them, like, right before they died. They are so <laughs> zoomed in. <laughs> this is from Joe's, like, telescope. Like, this For he's real. Just, <laughs> he's just snooping in. It's like, listen, the thing that was really annoying about, like, zoomed-in photos is that, like, when you actually zoom in camera and then take the photo, it always looks garbage. But if you just, like, For take real. a normal photo and zoom in and just, like, screenshot or crop it or whatever, it looks fine. But people just like to zoom they like to zoom they love a good zoom they love a zoom and i get it but these are horrific all that i really can see is that rob is just fucking 
chilling and vibing on this motorcycle. Yep. <laughs> this, this honker of a motorcycle. <laughs> I do love a good motorcycle with a huge ass camera on it as well. Right. <laughs> yeah, a huge camera and just a big old wheel. Just a big wheel. Just a big wheel. Yeah, it's, I, there's obviously, like, nothing that we can get from these other than we think it's Robert. Yeah. All you can tell is the helmet and this, like, this backpack. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's exciting to know for sure. Um, The details there's a couple of things right and again like hi welcome into the twilight we talk about photos on a podcast yes it makes no (laughs) sense um a couple of details that make me very excited though one the gotham action news van (laughs) very good it's a detail that makes me very excited yeah the other thing there's i i can't i think it's like a fake police officer um since they're covered in a blanket um so i think it's just like an actor in between Mm -hmm. shoot um but i love that there's like a group of like actor police officers waiting on a stoop and one of the police officers is just like covered in a blanket because that's a mood yeah just chilling with my bros just chilling waiting in between shots just covered in a blanket um, so that's, you know, makes me excited that they're, you know, filming when we'll never be able to see this movie cause it'll never come out. But <laughs> if we stay true to our word and make sure he gets into art house porn, we're never going to see this movie. Right. Exactly. So, but maybe, maybe yeah, who's someday. To say? Who's to say? Right. Exactly. So maybe someday, but yes, very excited about that. Um, the next thing, since it is your job, would you like to talk about this next piece? (sighs) Hey, you signed up. You signed up. You talk about it. It's, it's Gwyneth Paltrow watch. (laughs) Woo, woo, woo. Uh, woo, woo, woo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, so Gwyneth is doing her little press junket because for some godforsaken reason, Netflix decided to give her a very fancy fucking television show about Goop and about her fucking snake oil bullshit factory. Yeah. Um, which is great but because of that she's going on these press junkets and talking and whatever and one of these places uh she finally thank god let us know how she feels about dakota johnson finally <laughs> the world the, has the been asking the question we've been dying to have answered uh she thank says god. she loves her and is great and they're fine yeah it's great that's it <laughs> that's it's that's it. so not a thing. But yep. at the end of this article, there's an extremely good photo of Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's so... Uh, it really means a lot to me. Brad's hair is magnificent. <laughs> One of the things that I really enjoy about Brad Pitt is that... And I, I don't... I don't know why we would have talked about it on the show. So I feel like it was definitely something that I saw on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Is that Brad Pitt 
models, like he changes himself, he morphs himself to look like the person that he's dating. And this is definitely one of those cases um, where (laughs) this photo of him and and Gwyneth Paltrow looks a lot like two siblings in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. And it just looks like this lot. could be a poster for the butterfly effect. It's just like oh these are mirror God. images. These are the same. They look like the fucking Quinn twins. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, yeah. It's a lot. Two blonde buttes just fucking vibing, just chilling in so much black. Ugh, wow. It's a lot. But I love it. And they were a powerhouse, for sure. Hell yeah. So, thank you, Brad Pitt, for your service. Thank you, (laughs) Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next thing, I, folks, I don't really know. I felt like I needed to include this in our current events here just to kind of get your... Get y'all y'all's feelings. I don't know. Touch um, the waters. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I don't really have much to say here. And it's kind of just the fucking Netflix show Dracula. Okay. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what to okay. say much what, here. What are your What are your feelings? What are your What's so, your hesitation here? I originally, when this came out, saw someone tweet a screen cap of the show. <laughs> yeah. Just going, just dragging the show through the mud because of the costumes. Right. And so I was like, well, we obviously can't watch this because it, it, I was like, oh, no. And then I learned that Moffat was behind it. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. But hear me out. Here's my pitch. Um, Okay. Isn't that exactly the type of nightmare scenario we create for ourselves all the time? We do a lot of scenarios on this show. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, yes. And, like, this is something we've kind of talked about before, or maybe we had to skip, like, these news. But there was a big, like, news thing, uh, you know, when there was press for this earlier in this year, where, like, the whole thing was like, oh, is this going to be a bisexual Dracula? And everyone was like, hell yeah, this is great. And then Moffat was like, no, he's bi-homicidal. <laughs> not, oh, my not God. And I was like, well, this is it, fellas. And the only other thing I've seen from this was a screen grab that I put on our Twitter that was like, I need you to be honest with me. <laughs> Have you had sexual intercourse with Couch? <laughs> oh Which God. is like, come on, we gotta. We ha- are we are the vampire fucking people. That's true. In the pod space. That's true. Sorry, I, I everything that you're saying is completely valid, and I want to honor it. Um, are you? Do you happen to on the right hand corner of your article? <laughs> are you getting the Palpatine article? Oh no, I'm not. Okay, so on my. There's, like, on the right-hand side of this article, I'm getting a, like, you may also like (laughs) section 
where there's some articles and one of them is a an article that has palpatine's face (laughs) (laughs) and i just need to like share this with you just like real quick because it's haunting me and i i'm gonna just go ahead and like really quickly put this on the (laughs) on the twitter space because uh just the title the title of it is it's palpatine looking incredibly haunting and then the title of this what I can imagine is an article mm. says when exactly did Palpatine fuck? And I mean, I'm it's just, about <laughs> I'm just trying to live my life. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. trying to. I'm broken. I'm. I don't need this. <laughs> you know, it's about time someone no got to the bottom of this. No. <laughs> don't you no. want to know? No! Aren't you a little bit curious? I, the what the questions that you are asking are, <laughs> are inappropriate. Because here's, here's the thing, Allie. It's not a matter of if he fucks, because he did. It's a matter of when. I'm going to rip my eyeballs out and mail them to you. So that when you think about questions like this... You can look into my eyes, which you've never seen in person before, and know better than to ever say those things out loud. You're not like a tiny bit curious. Obviously, I am. But I don't want that recorded for all of space and time. No, that's fair. That, I mean, this alone will send me to prison. So, like, <laughs> there are so <laughs> many things on this podcast that, like, whenever I go to hell, because there's no way that my work uh-huh. earns me a place of rest and healing that like wherever i get to they're gonna play hey remember when you said pencil dick more than (laughs) once to kind people that pay you money to listen to your voice and i'll be like yeah but it was funny though right (laughs) and they're gonna be like no you're an adult stop I'm gonna fucking smite you. And you're like, yeah, fair enough, actually. Fair and enough. I have to just remember that <laughs> it was my choice to seek that out. Yeah. So, no! <laughs> I keep those thoughts inside sometimes. Contrary okay. to popular belief. Fair enough. Fair okay? Enough. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Back to Dracula, my answer is yes, I want to watch it. Yes. All I'm saying is is that when it's trash, don't be surprised, okay? Of course it's going to be trash. I think you're failing to understand here is that we only are concerned with trash media objects. That's true. We do concern ourselves primarily and solely with trash. That is our entire brand. 
It's first of all, actually, our log line <sighs> says toxic masculinity first, trash second. So, <sighs> but yes, okay. Now you may go to Case Two Fashion Corner. <gasps> pew, 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 pew. It's Case Two Fashion Corner. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I love like, the cameo from the lighthouse, just the fucking foghorn. <laughs> I am foghorn leghorn, so. <laughs> you know what the worst part is? That is definitely not the first time that foghorn leghorn has been brought up on this podcast. Because <laughs> I think he was an, a title of one of the episodes. <laughs> I try to bring him up as much as I possibly can. Jesus. And yeah, you persist, which is very inspiring. Anyway, Case 2 Fashion Corner, it's the premiere for Underwater, which is the movie that's coming out with Case 2 that everyone has seems to just not really be talking about or or care about, which is fine. We're going to see it, so it's okay. Yeah. But she wore a cute little fit. It's a good fit. It's a good fit. She's just got, she's got her chains, as per usual. She's got a little like nice coat situation a little white bandeau and a little skirt situation and these fun funky shoes i do love a good funky shoe it's a great funky shoe they're like lace up heel moments with little cutouts on the sides and it is appropriate because this is on footwearnews.com don't. I didn't even look at the URL. Oh, why? That would explain why there's so many like weird foot ads that I'm getting on. on it's this a lot page. of feet. Yeah, that, you know what? This makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all the dots are connecting. <laughs> the red string. It all makes sense. It aligns. But yeah, great fit overall. Huge fan. She's giving her a little smirk. Amazing. Yeah, it's a very good smirk. It's I will a, say that. Yeah, top tier smirk. That's a smirk of I'm going to hold in the fact that I had to be around TJ Miller for a while. Yeah, <laughs> right. You can tell. Oh, my God. This is all coming to place here with this <laughs> footwear news website. Because like you can tell this is from a footwear specific site because their description of her actual outfit is like a sentence. that's like, oh, she's wearing a coat. <laughs> and then when it gets to the shoe, it's like, here's everything about the shoe that's ever been made. It's three and a half inches. <laughs> the heels three and a half inches. It's from this designer. It's made of sheepskin. It's $500. It just has so many receipts. Yeah, I love that their attempt to describe this outfit is like how my boyfriend would describe it. It's like, she looked chic in a black jacket and miniskirt. And I'm like, Sorry, <laughs> but you said what about this? <laughs> Where is literally everything else that she's wearing? How did you miss all yeah. of the other parts? I don't understand. Right. No, that's it. That's it. The injustice. Yeah. Anyways, but yes, it all it all connects now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Are you ready sure to get am. in to episode three? Yes. So I looked at a couple of ratings of there. There are a lot of I, I forget this until we get into like TV show analysis, but I always forget about the people that do like like blogs that do like episode by episode analysis mm -hmm. um 
this episode, unsurprisingly, didn't get a very good rating by a lot of the blogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was a it was about a three, three or lower by most of the ones that I was able to check out, mm-hmm. which was a uh, pretty wild. What were your general thoughts about this episode? I, you know what? I think I may agree. I think hmm. this is the the worst one yet. I think this is where I think the first two episodes we were kind of in a honeymoon phase, right? Where we're like, I maybe agree. this isn't gonna be as bad as we think it is. Maybe it's gonna be good, and maybe it'll be like insightful, and you know, it'll whatever. There'll be different. It'll be different than the trash we've been consuming recently yes and this was the first moment watching this when i was like you know i'm seeing a lot of the bullshit that i didn't like i agree and i don't mm, uh it's there's some choices and i'm not mm, i'm skeptical i'm skeptical i agree i feel like more than the other episodes this season this one felt very reminiscent of the first season Right. Yeah. To me. Mm-hmm. And I did not like that because it felt very jarring. And I was like, no, 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 right. no, no, go back. <laughs> yeah. I we don't... were good. We were having fun. It was fine. Yeah. You're showing a peek through from the honeymoon episode. And I don't, I don't like that though. Yeah. I don't want that. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, it, to me, it felt very clear of the, like, the A and B plots here. And I was like, but no. I don't, <laughs> no. I hate all these plots. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, none of, there's a no good plot here is the problem. Um, yeah. So when we left off last time, there was a, there was that commitment between Joe and Love to just, like, stay friends. Right. <laughs> Uh, we have too much baggage. So much bad. They've just been hurt before. We're broken people. Yeah, totally. And that's, uh, just to like get into the discourse or whatever here, the way that this relationship is being framed is very interesting because like by the end of it, it just feels like they had these like heart to hearts or whatever. And again, Love is like kind of doing a lot of the unpacking here and a lot of like, oh, we've both been burned before, and we've both been hurt, and we both have trauma or whatever. And, like, it just makes it seem like, oh, they're meant for each other because they're both twisted, and they both have stuff going on, and they're both complicated. And it's like, no, Joe is a murderer. I don't think that's the same level. Don't think that's an apt comparison for what's happening here in this moment. Absolutely. But go off, sis. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But they're definitely framing them as, like, perfect equals. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a bit of a stretch. (laughs) Yes. I agree. Um, What I've definitely noticed for them um, is they're... It's very clear of they're, like, doing the, like, oh, will they, won't they, even though love is breaking into Joe's locker at work every day and leaving a, like, very sexy, fresh, baked pastry (laughs) that 
they make it very clear that he is having this like sexual experience, like devouring every morning. Right. It's like, what is happening? Here? <laughs> gobble, 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 baby. <laughs> and it's just like, I, what I really want is, even though I know it's impossible, is for them just to pan over to some like random coworker that we've never seen before and for them to be like, hey, can you fucking not? Can you just <laughs> stop getting crumbs? all over we're gonna get ants do you want ants <laughs> hey can you stop uh, fucking finger blasting that pastry god damn it you're <laughs> making a mess you just got jelly everywhere joseph <laughs> stop it this is the break room can you just please joseph there wasn't jelly in there how where did you get jelly from stop it yeah it's it's nasty um and it's just like, don't, I, everything about this is gross. I don't understand it. And I don't like it. Yep. Um, and then there's this other plot of like Henderson is still in the picture. I didn't understand. I thought Chris was going to like not, I thought he was just like a one episode thing. Oh no, he's in and, it, baby. And yet he's still around. <laughs> he's still here. <laughs> He's making me watch improv. Like, it, actual improv in this show. Literally the uh. worst. There's a lot of choices in this television show, but I think the worst thing it's made us sit through is <laughs> the improv. <laughs> there's improv in this show, and that is awful. Um, But yeah, so there's this whole plot in this episode of, like, Ellie going to, like, work for Henderson or, like, trying to be friends with Henderson and mm -hmm. Henderson being this like bad guy Ugh, it's gross and of course Joe uh, being like this kid is my kid now <laughs> yeah I this is my child <laughs> I have to protect her um so I gotta fucking sleuth out and see if this guy's a pedophile yeah for real and also the fact that like Delilah had history with Henderson. Right. So now, of course, for the show's sake, Ellie has to go after Henderson, too. Because, <sighs> because sure, I don't know. Because that's how siblings have to work, I guess. Right. There has to be conflict, Allie. Don't you fucking get it? <laughs> don't you? Yep. And they have to that's... be at odds with their morals. <laughs> yeah. And in this episode as well, Joe is trying to be friends with 40 and like make a truce here mm -hmm. um as an attempt to better like get on the good side with love um and so he's basically like courting 40 this episode as well yeah um which allow like there's also this part where 40 is like so joseph what are your intentions with my sister <laughs> and it's <laughs> I love Forty, first of all. Yeah. He's great. He's trying his best, you know. The actor that plays him is a joy to watch yeah. in this show. I will say that. So I appreciate that. Yeah. We learn quite a bit about Forty in this. Mm -hmm. Um a lot about like his writing history, um, and their like his he wrote this like script that kind of fell through um which i need the show at some point to tell me more about their like 
this script because it was called The Third Twin. <laughs> and I need to know absolutely everything yeah. about this third twin <laughs> that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the it ends up that like Joe and Forty go on like a bros night to bros an improv night. show. Bros night. Hanging with my bros. Yes, ending <laughs> with my bros. <laughs> yes, ending with my bros. Um, <laughs> and the idea of this kills Joe inside, <laughs> as it should. Yeah. The one thing we can get on the same page <laughs> with Joe on. It's going to an improv show in L.A., which sounds like anyone's personal hell. Yep. Um, and, Cody, what is the improv show called? Just as a quick reminder. It's called Trigger Warning. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Because comedy, baby. Because they're really just like pushing boundaries and like. I, I can't just... believe we didn't know Ricky Gervais produced this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If am I remember. I right? Am I. Fellas. <laughs> fellas. Um. And Forty is trying, he goes to scout, if I remember right. Yeah. He's going to, like, I think, he says it's for one of the people in the, like, improv group, but it ends up actually being Henderson that he's scouting. Because Henderson's doing this, like, secret set afterwards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also go, because there's a party afterwards at Henderson's, and this is the part where Joe talks to someone at the bar afterwards, right? Yeah, I feel like that's okay. Yeah, because he finds out about like the party afterwards, and that's where like he finds Ellie after mm-hmm. in the like a- in the alley, and she's like, "You're not my dad." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that she's like, why the fuck are you, what are you doing at a comedy show? You're not You're funny. not funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're not funny. That Ellie was is very good. I adore her. She's a gem in this show. Give Ellie uh, a sword. <laughs> yes, she's so powerful. Um, this is also the part, too, where she says she's like Henderson's intern or something. Right, <laughs> Like, what the fuck does he need an intern for? What ha- yeah, and that's, like, at this party, too, right? Where, like, he, uh, Joe talks to Henderson, and he's like, so what's the deal with you and this girl? Like, is she, like, are you friends? Like, what's happening? And he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm just, like, trying to get her work and stuff. You know, I'm just trying to be a good white guy <laughs> like white guy oh comedian gosh. it's like okay dude great it was very powerful um yeah. before they even get there though they have to like get the they know where the party is they know how to like get there but they don't know how to get into the house mm-hmm. um and so they just watch someone do the gate code and the gate code is literally just like dicks <laughs> which is really on brand so thank you for that hell yeah uh it's powerful i appreciate it the fucking dick house get in (laughs) they think of all of the details so thank you yeah and as soon as 40 gets there he beelines it to henderson's agent tells his idea which like of course 
doesn't work. She couldn't be less jazzed about no. a proposition if she tried. Didn't work, <laughs> obviously. So directly is like, absolutely not. <laughs> when she tries to tell him, like, you're rich, just go fund indie projects. Right. You don't need to keep doing this to yeah. yourself. Right. And you can really like, just beeline the whole situation here. And he's like, no, I want to fail. <laughs> I want to be awful. Oh, I want to be humbled. Oh, God. And so instead, when he faces rejection, he just gets plastered. Oh. Which, I mean, he is... He abuses substances. It is a disease. Yeah. Um, but also he is 40 and he is a train wreck yep. of a person. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like Joe leaves for a half a second and he comes back <laughs> and he's like, oh, God, what? <laughs> the vibe is ruined. And I love Joe's inability to handle a situation because his first instinct is to text love and be like, uh, your brother's a mess? Question mark. And she's like, "Can you just solve the problem? I don't understand. like how in what universe is that a helpful text message? No, I feel like that's. I mean, obviously, that all that does is just like stress her out more. And so it's right. just like instead solve the problem. I don't right. or like yeah. ask for help or like how to deal right. with the person she knows more than anyone instead of being like, "Hey, so your brother is like." weird and out dude i don't know what's what's up with that it's so bad um so of course he finally figures it out gets 40 back to his apartment um to joe's apartment rather um and figures out how to like make it work (laughs) and invites love over 40 like ends up going to sleep um and as you do um love (laughs) and joe kind of just have sex right while 40's asleep yeah as you do right you know you know (laughs) how that works sometimes you know Allie, I know you've never been a twin, but they do everything together. (laughs) (laughs) Have you once been a twin? (laughs) As a former twin. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I excommunicated from my twin, but as a former twin. (laughs) Sure. No, but listen, I, I don't doubt that twins have an energy about them. Sure. You know? I will say, so this is the first sex scene that we get this yes. season. That isn't all up in Joe's head. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's right. true. It was very quiet. Well, because it had to be. Yeah. But lots of choking. Yeah. And But also, Joe was, like, blown away. <laughs> Again, like, confirms our beliefs that Joe is just, like, a virgin that doesn't know how to be with a woman. True. Like, same with what happened with Beck and him coming immediately within seconds. It's true. Like, I think he's just so scared. 
of women and of sex. And I think anything that is happening... And again, because all of these just play in his fucking head for the most part. He comes up with these beautiful fantasies that never actually live up to what they are. And then when he actually has sex, he's so fucking timid and scared. (laughs) He doesn't know what to do. just so... He was just like, oh my god... She's gagging me. I don't... Whoa. Like, wow. <laughs> whoa. She's on top? What's happening? Yeah. He People was can so just do shook. this? Yeah. It was... He was truly blown away. When everyone kind of wakes up the next day, Forty's like, yo, <laughs> bad night. Sorry. <laughs> you want um, some eggs, bro? <laughs> <laughs> literally. I think that's how it works. They were like apology eggs or something that yeah. I think he said. I think the during the party, Joe had like swiped Henderson's computer or something because he goes to the actual will. Um, and we His find basement out that, boy. Like, the base, yes, basement <laughs> boy. I do love that. Yes, basement boy. Um, and Will's like, hey, so Henderson's clean, question mark? As if like it, there had to have been like an incriminating folder on there that was like crime. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do not open. Dude, yes. There's definitely nothing bad in here. Yeah, there was just like a bad boy folder on there. <laughs> I Henderson's do love that idea. Super bad boy folder. It just has like it's just like the purple devil emoji. It's just like, yep. Henderson's sneaky little folder. <laughs> it just says scamp. Like it's just Yeah. Sure. Um and then the episode kind of, like, ends with Joseph finding out that, yes, Henderson has this old house, but also this old house has a fucking secret toy dungeon room. So? We are so quickly entering Fifty Shades territory. I... Have never been more excited. No. What? Ooh. What do you mean? Don't. Don't. Ooh. Don't. Ooh. Don't. You take that back. You spit that one back out. How dare you? Are you telling me that you wouldn't be excited if you got a house <laughs> and you found out that it had a secret room? <sighs> I mean, I would be freaked out if the real estate agent didn't know, but, like... Right, sure. Definitely scary. Okay, secret rooms? Love them. Huge fan. I think they're cool. Secret rooms that are dungeons that also maybe have, like, childhood and, like, child ephemera? Less cool. Sure, sure, sure. Actually, 0% cool on that. (laughs) What if he actually means, like, Dungeon, a.k.a. he just plays D&D? Like, what if... It's just, like, a little teenage boy's bedroom. <laughs> like, <it's> Yeah. <laughs> what if he's just a fucking dweeb? That would be very good. I mean, he does improv, so is that that far of a stretch? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. We c- Yeah, maybe. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm still not on board, though. Yeah, he I'm could skeptical. just be, like... He could just be, you know, like a catfish or something. Uh, I just, like, this whole framing of Henderson is confusing. 
I just don't want Chris D'Elia to be in the show anymore. I mean, <laughs> that's a fair thing. Is that so hard to ask for? No, it's not. Because Joe, I get, I, I guess the thing is here that Joe is going on a, cru- a some sort of moral crusade, in the antithesis of him being a murderer, and being sure. like, well, there may be crimes and evils happening, so right. I must interfere as I'm one to do. Yeah. And, like, is going, like, I'm going to find out if this dude's a pedophile. But, like, is just nothing is happening. Right. And so far, he's seems like an, like a bad boy right. because he does improv. Right. He's but a bad seemingly... boy that has hired a fucking teenager <laughs> and also yeah. seemed cool at a party and seemed cool to my friend Forty at his party. Right. And then, like, here's my landlord that has, like, a storied history with him. Right. It's just... And that's it. Why is this the thing? Why is this the thing? Yeah, it just seems... Na- and, like, of course he's going to end up being a skeeve, because it's why Christalia. else? It's You don't cast right. him in something that's not going to be skeevy. Right. But also, I'm bored, so... Right, yawn. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of catfish, next week we're taking a pause from you. We're going to go under the sea. Ooh. We're going to be reviewing Underwater. Yes. We're going to have a special guest, so you, stay tuned. Yeah. Buckle up, fellas. Buckle up, folks. Yeah. Get excited. Things are about to get real. Yeah. But until then, we have a very special, very special weekly time of patrons. We do. All right. I'll start because I want you to do the second one. So. Okay. All right. I'm going to start off. Um, this week, we're doing a bustle piece about the 12 new and overlooked vampires for your Twilight Renaissance. Yes. Um, I'm going to start off with are and this week the reason why it's a special week um is we are including our seven dollar sponsors yeah um because our new tiers include our seven dollar sponsors who also get a shout out as we're adjusting um our tiers this month hell yeah so our first sponsor this week is amy um who has their new patreon name amy taylor um Oh my god, thank you. Um, <laughs> and Amy, your book is going to be Ooh, um, Prudence by Gail Carriger. Yeah. Very steampunk. Very situation. steampunk. Sure. Yeah. <sighs> All right, folks. <laughs> 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 This this patron brings me a lot of joy. So um, powerful. Their name is Mulch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. They didn't give us any other name. They've been a patron of ours for a long time, and they just upgraded. So welcome to the fold, Mulch. You are going to be... <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the fold, Mulch. <laughs> oh, patron yeah. saint of the pod. Yeah. Who's going to be... Mulch Gray, which is the most absurd phrase. It just means so much to me. Yeah. And they're going to be 
Vampires of Manhattan by Melissa De La Cruz. Oh. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Rebecca Steele. Yes, dude. And Rebecca, you are going to be Dark Light by Bella Forrest, which has some very Twilighty font on the front. (laughs) I love that. I, I also love that. Shout out to Kelly Beck. Hello. Hello, Kelly. Who's Hello. gonna be Slayer by Kirsten White, based on, Ooh. or I guess from the world of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. Oh, I love this art. Yeah. Of like a fucking. Is it a stake instead of an arm? Damn. I mean, she has an arm, but she's holding a stake. Oh, I cannot, I could not see the fingers at first. I thought it was just a stake instead of an arm. Wow. Well, the new Buffy is sick. She just has a stake arm. That's a service, honestly. I just love the idea of, like, the, this, like, Buffy character going up to, like, gracefully touch someone's, like, cheek, and it's just a fucking wooden stake. (laughs) Just like a peg leg put on her arm. <laughs> oh okay. Gosh. Uh shout out to Janae Jasper. Yeah. Janae, you are going to be a very beautiful cover, um, which is the beautiful by Renee Audier. Sure. I think is how you say it. Yeah. Renee for Janae. Lots yeah. of pretty names there. Ooh. Shout out Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Who's going to be close. Oh. Quarter. <laughs> There's two words. I didn't realize that the text was <laughs> close quarter by Anna Zabo. Zabo. That's Zabo. a That's a pretty bod right it's there. Just, it's just a hunky dude covered in blood. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. L- listen, fellas, we've all been there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. <laughs> covered in blood. <laughs> got my glasses. I'm out the door. Yes. Got my abs Jesus. covered in <laughs> blood E. I don't know. Alright, shout out to Aaron Salinger. Yeah. Um, Erin, you are going to be a Violet Fire Ooh. by Kelsey Quick. Ooh. Oh, Kelsey Quick is like a good author name. Yeah. All right. Shout you're out up. to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Damn. Who's going to be Fledgling by Octavia Ooh. Butler. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. All right. And last, but certainly not least, is Katie Weber. Yeah! Katie, you are going to be Certain Dark Things by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, which also has a very pretty cover as well. Ooh. Very, lots of, like, fantasy elements to it. Looks very, like, gritty, vampire, like, noir-ish. Very, lots of good stuff there. Oh, boy. Here is the fan fiction that I have for you today. It's called It's Only You. It was written by Billy Lover. And the summary goes a little bit like this. 
Joe Goldberg, a hopeless romantic who is tired of waiting around for Miss Wright. After fleeing to Boston to start fresh and escape his past mistakes, he purchases his own bookstore, a clean slate and goal setting on the way. But as a helpless stranger walks in, everything changes. So I'm going to be reading from chapter two. Yes. And things are going to get a little bit wild and funky fresh. Fantastic. Okay. The way you smile when you think of a memory, the way your feet dangling over the countertop as if you were still a child, the way you play with your thumbs while explaining, the way you listen to me so engagingly, it's just telling me how perfect you are. I was heartfelt. Oh, how I was. You had a terrible day, traveling to the heart of a city for your job only to be fired immediately for something not even your fault. While you do a night shift, tell me what person your age does night shifts. Just tell me the company's name, love. I'll make them pay. Then your phone died mysteriously. You explained how it's on the verge of suicide, so you had no way of contacting home. On the train, you fell asleep and missed your stop and ended up at the station. You were going to wait for the next train, but an old homeless man frightened you, so you bolted onto the dark, freezing streets in the pouring rain. You were going to get a cab home, but you forgot your card at home and you don't keep cash on you. What a terrible day, my dear. But think of it this way. How else would you have met me? My elbows rest on the countertop as you chat about how toxic the workplace is. You're awkward, I can tell. Your hands are fiddling with each other and you don't make eye contact with me. But I can tell that you enjoy talking about this to me. Have you always lived in Boston, you ask? gaining eye contact with me finally. New York born, I raise my hands in surrender. You giggle, but then you look at me differently. Your eyebrows furrow slightly and your eyes narrow. It's as if you are reading me, as if you know who I am. But how can you know that? What did I say? I know, I know, New York is terrible, I chuckle, trying to turn the conversation around. New York is beautiful, but it certainly has its disadvantages, you reply. I'm sorry, I swear, I've seen you from somewhere, you admit, brushing your hand through your silky, thin, brunette hair. I do like to think I'm quite famous, I joke, and you laugh. This is different. In fact, this is better. I don't have to embarrass myself for you. In fact, I only have to be myself. With Candace and Beck, I was constantly exaggerating myself to keep their attention. But with you, I just have to be myself. End scene. Okay. I do think I'm quite famous. <laughs> oh, Joseph, God. You so famous. Rascal. You little famous scamp. <laughs> famous scamp. That's how I want to be remembered. As a famous scamp? Yes. I want to be remembered as a famous shrimp. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think we can both make this happen. <laughs> That's true. I feel like those are both attainable goals. <laughs> Alexandra, famous shrimp. <laughs> we both can be dying, dead, dipped in cocktail sauce. So, that's fair. Yes. Fuck it. Yeah, just fucking set my whole body in there. <laughs> Lay me just... down in a fucking a trough of cocktail sauce. <laughs> yep. Yep. We can make it happen. Yeah. I well, us. fuck. As we say in Seattle... Get bit! Get whipped. Ooh!
This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Host 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss. You can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith. You can find it kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone